Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Directing traffic from the base of the ruck, it's Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball with the Rugby Run on SCNZ. A secret call that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. The baffled king composing hallelujah. 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 Cavalli gets it in. All Blacks pushing hard. Matera running towards the touchline. Time is up on the clock. There goes the siren. And Cavalli kicks it out. Argentina win for the first time in New Zealand. Wow, what a win. It's not somebody who's seen the light. It's a call and it's a broken hallelujah. 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 A funeral today. Gotta to say, I'm heartbroken. Devastated. That performance from the All Blacks last night was simply appalling. As the All Blacks have been for the last 12 months under this coaching regime of Ian Foster. To see how we put the spotlight and focus on a dark day in New Zealand rugby. Telephone number, and I want you to be a part of the program. I want you to engage with me here. Is 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. The lines are open. You can text us here on 8833. I don't ask for a lot in my life. I'm fairly liberal in my views. I believe that the judicial system should be separate from government. I believe the media should be separate from government. I believe in the rights of individuals and I believe in complete and utter freedom of speech. And I never really beg for anything. But I want to beg Ian Foster to resign. You need to resign, Ian. I'm told you're a good guy. 
but it's just gone too far. You're putting your own self-interest and your own ego ahead of the greater good of this country. And it's actually not a laughing matter anymore. You're going from being a good guy to a much maligned, almost, I hate to use the word because it might be a bit too strong, but almost a traitor. I sort of feel like the enemy is within the camp. You're not a head coach. You've never had any vision. There's nothing cutting edge. And the message is stale. You and your mate, Sir Steve Hansen, along with former CEO Steve Chew and now new CEO Mark Robertson, have been a cancer on the game. And it's coming to the surface. Please, please resign. The New Zealand Rugby Union are gutless. Absolutely and utterly gutless. They have gone rogue. Argentina, man. Argentina don't even really have proper professional rugby leagues. All their players play overseas. This is New Zealand. We've got two tiers of professional rugby. We've got talent to burn. Historically, we've told players why they're not good enough to be an All Black. Other countries who don't have the depth simply tell a player why they are good enough. And we lose to Argentina at home. Argentina. After all the criticism. We lose to Argentina. This is not the first game of the season. Sam Kane, not good enough to be an All Black. Not good enough to be an All Black captain. Have some dignity, Ian Foster. Fall on your sword. Please, I am begging you. Go. And to the loyalty you show your players every week, when are you going to realise that this group of players are not good enough? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing every week and expecting a different result. The all-black brand is being undone very, very quickly. 130 years of precision performance and no compromise. A brand that you'd put alongside a Ferrari and Lamborghini is quickly becoming a brand that you'd find on the shelves of the warehouse with a 50% discount. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one. 
Why the hell is Will Jordan not playing at fullback? What is the fascination with the Barrett brothers? Are we still going back to that rhetoric of, oh, but they all grew up and played rugby together in the backyard and their father played rugby for Taranaki. And let's just continue to romanticise what was a nice story for a week. When are you going to realise Akira Awani is a winger, not a centre? David Harvili is a fullback and a utility, but not a starting second 5'8". And what on earth is all black coaches? Do you think it is okay to take Ethan DeGroote, Samasoni Takiahau, and Turo Lomax off the field collectively five minutes into the second half because you had it preordained? Let's take the best player off the field in Takalahi. Because that's what you do. Because that looks good on a PowerPoint presentation. Absolutely had a gutsful. Ian, you need to go. Resign. And take the New Zealand rugby board with you and take your CEO with you. I do not know any other industry where your CEO, and let's be honest, your CEO of your playing group, the CEO of the All Blacks is your head coach, continues to survive. No CEO in any other industry would survive off the back of the results that Foster's delivered. It's not okay to lose in the name of trying to win the World Cup. That's not what we do. It's not what we do. You kill club rugby. No one gives a damn about the NPC anymore. Super rugby is a shadow of its former self. So all we've got left is the All Blacks because that's the way you wanted it because that's the cash cow. And now you're telling us it's okay for them to lose other than every four years. Players should hang their head. Did they go to the pub last night? Did they go out for a drink to release the valve because it's been a tough week? Are they going to walk through Canterbury Airport, Christchurch Airport this morning without face masks on and tell the public to chill out? Polish up their $5,000 sponsors watches that they got a couple of weeks ago? We lost to Argentina, man. And what it also highlights with the Wallabies beating South Africa is just how bad South Africa are at the moment. We don't win this next Rugby World Cup. We have to then go another four years, which will mean 12 years. 12 years without winning it. 0800. 150811 is the number. Eugene, good afternoon. Welcome. Yeah, look, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. It's just unbelievable. What that's four losses, uh, three losses uh, at home, and the one in South Africa. 
Um, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This has been brewing. I did say a couple of weeks ago it was the changing of the guard, and I was bullish that there's two sides next year that are imposters for the Rugby World Cup, and they are um, they are South Africa, and you saw them lie down last night, and they are the All Blacks. We've had a good run. It's time to change, but I don't know about the coach. A year out of the World Cup. Oh, come on. Got, Eugene, we've got no choice here. We've got no choice. Look, South Africa have proven. South Africa have proven to us. And I think it was the great um, South African fullback, Nas Border, who said on another radio show that the Rugby World Cup, it doesn't matter what you do this year. It doesn't necessarily matter what you've done two years ago. It's about timing. It's about getting your quarterfinal and semifinal and final right. Remember in 2018, was it, when we beat South Africa 57-0 at North Harbour Stadium? They won the Rugby World yeah. Cup. We've got to stop sure. saying, hey, it's a four-year cycle. It's not a four-year cycle. It's a three-month cycle. Yeah, agreed. Um, do you think our loose forwards have to go? I, I agree with you. Sam Kane has probably had a good innings as an All Black. The tight five. I agree with you with Will Jordan. He's probably their only hope in that channel at the back, and they haven't been able to bring him in. Um, you know, and, and, and Akira Ioni, he's probably not a centre. They're trying to make all these centres and make players, and they have to go back to grassroots rugby specialists. Go back to NPC this year and pick them. And if they're good enough to get in and nobody knows their name, tough luck. Pick them. Hey, Eugene, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you. Some really good texts coming in. A great call, Mark. I keep telling your station, what's the love affair with the Barretts? They can't pass. All they do is kick. Cody Taylor also has to go completely agree with Cody Taylor. 100%. He's passed his use-by date. Let's go. And look for that next hooker. Let's go and bring in the Blues hooker. Let's make some serious change here. Bill, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm sick of it. I'm tearing my hair out. It's a bloody disgrace. Now, first off, I always said that that plum tree... The face like an undertaker, not a bloody motivating, all-black inspiring coach. So he went. But Foster, even Moanga and the Canterbury guys saying he's a good guy. Well, you don't get a game unless you say he's a good guy. Good guys don't win bloody tests. You need some mongrel. You need Robbo in there. Bloody the razor. Foster's a nice chap, but you've got to make bad decisions. You can't be favourites of everyone. It, it, it's a bloody sham. He's got to go, and bloody Robinson, uh, the head of it, has got to go with him. He's going nowhere. I don't know what our bloody new sponsors think of this. We're meant to be the world's leading bloody trademark. We're a laughing stock oh, at the moment. We are a laughing stock, and as long as Foster's there, as long as Foster's influencing his group of players, we ain't going anywhere. We need to go back to the baby yeah. blacks. We need to have a damn clean out. We need to bring through some young talent who are prepared to go out there, excited about playing in the black jersey. Why can't these guys get a read on what everyone else says around Sam Kane? What is the fascination with Sam Kane? Oh, all great all black teams. Man. Great all black teams have from the same bloody place. Great all black yeah. teams have great number sevens. You go through all the history. Yeah. We've had Jones, we've had Cronfeld, we've always had great sevens. We don't have a great seven. Artie Severe should be our seven. 
Artie Sevier yeah, should be our sure. Artie Sevier should be our captain. The man leads from the front. Yeah, Kane's a disgrace as a captain. He's had to be hooked off in the bloody last two tests. He's he's not the player he used to be. He comes from Waikato. He's one of Foster's bum chummies, and that that. That's it. The whole thing's a bloody disgrace. I'm as wild as you are. Yeah, but and I'm I love I'm a mad sportsman and I've coached for fifty odd years at world level. Yeah, look, Bill, lovely to have you on the program. I love the passion and I can just sense the angst out there as well. I can sense the angst out there. You know, the scary thing is, at the end of the year, we've got to play Wales who haven't beaten us since nineteen fifty three. Well, I'm putting my money on the Welsh. We play Scotland, who have never beaten us. But hey, why don't we add to Ian Foster's record? After all, he was involved the first time we lost to Ireland. He was involved in the first time they lost to Argentina. One thing with Ian Foster that he's consistently good at is being bad. And then we've got to play England at Twickenham. We could even get beaten by Japan. Sam Whitelock, time to move on. I'm sick and tired of hearing about experience, experience, experience. I remember under, I remember, and look, the telephone number, I'd love you to phone through. Got a few callers sitting there. 0800 150 811 is the number. You can text us here on 8833. Jump on the phone, have your say. But always remember that when the All Blacks would win games in the 77th minute, oh, it's experience. Well, what about the first 77 minutes? when the experience was on the field that got us into trouble in the first place. Experience is a supplement for talent, not a substitute. I'd rather have Alex Nankerville playing in midfield, a Conrad Smith-type player. Dalton Papalihi, Zahn Sullivan, someone's just texting, completely agree. Kurt Eklund, a hooker, and I'm not just picking up Blues players, please jump on the phone, tell me. And what are we just going to start accepting losses now? That it's okay because we've got time between now and the World Cup. Unbelievable. We're going to go through and just list the board members of New Zealand Rugby. I think it's only fair. We're talking about Foster. We've talked about Sam Kane. We've talked about Mark Robertson. I think it's only fair that we mention the board members of New Zealand Rugby as well. Just going to name them. They're there because of their experience, their business acumen. I wonder, with their business acumen, if they would retain a CEO with as poor a track record as Ian Foster. No, they wouldn't. So why are we doing it with rugby? We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. 18 and a half minutes after one. Yeah, look, I, I agree with the music. I agree with the music choice. Well done there. Um, what's your name? <laughs> oh, I'm just so bloody wound up, Ben, at the moment, mate. I, I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve, mate. I, I really, really do. <sighs> anyway, look, some really good texts that have come in. Someone suggesting a Safara Moor as an alternative hooker. Uh, completely, 100% agree. Um, let's go to the phone. So, Anthony, good afternoon. Welcome. Afternoon, how are you? Uh, just ringing up about last night's match. Let's 
one o'clock back a fortnight. Robertson came out of his fortnight to go today and basically gave the, the press what they wanted to hear. And the thing is, he, they all need to go. Like, that, they can't keep saying, well, we'll hit, there needs to be a line thrown in the sand. They can't keep going on. That We'll back him, we'll back him. But really, all they're doing is putting a smoke cloud above the blood on the floor. Like, these, they're answerable to... They're answerable to Silver Lake are just not a sponsor they're an investor. Like if, if this was a company and you're an investor and your company was failing, you'd be asking questions and he'd just be rolled. Well, well, look, here's the chair of the New Zealand Rugby Board, Stuart Mitchell. Now, he's a qualified accountant, highly experienced strategic and human resource consultant. He has over 30 years' experience in various governance roles and has considerable experience working with councils in both private and public sector. OK, we've got Farrah Palmer, deputy chair, uh, elected to the board in December, captained the, captained the Black Ferns to three consecutive Rugby World Cups. So I'm not sure really the relevance of all of that. Uh, former senior lecturer at Massey University School of Management. Well, okay. I hope they don't preach and I hope they don't preach and lecture in mediocrity at university because clearly they do. I mean, let's be honest. The university has been indoctrinated now by the far left anyway. You know, university is no longer a place to go and challenge the establishment. They're a bloody place for you know just a safe haven for those that don't want to be offended. I'm going to continue through this, Anthony, but continue. And, that, and that's what I'm just talking about. Like, there needs to be, like, Robert, Robertson done fit. Look, look what they did in the 44th minute last night. But they took the front row off, and we know that the Argentinians love playing it up front and open the door. They must have ended them, stopped the game at the 44th minute and said, game over. It, it was, and with Sam Kane coming off, he abandoned his, his players. When, when they needed him the most. Oh, they but, needed leadership. Well, There's but, no but, leadership but, but from Anthony, the top he, to the bottom. He, he doesn't offer any leadership. That's the thing. He's actually just not that good. He's just no, not he, that he, good. He's past his day in the sun. It's a bit like Dane Coles. They name the, why do they keep going to the same people? I they, know. You've got, Dalton, you've got Dalton Papialihi there, who I thought was brilliant for the Blues. Just give Dalton some time. You, you know what the other absolute disgrace with Anthony... Coming out here last night and giving Stephen Perifetta 50 seconds on the park. That was appalling. That was, Absolute was disgraceful. Move by the, the, that was a strategic move by the coaches of the All Blacks. It makes him ineligible for over, overseas contention now because he played for the All Blacks. Oh. 57 seconds or whatever it was. Mate, it, it I, would have started, I would have started Stephen Perifetta at fullback if I hadn't have started Will Jordan at fullback. In fact, I would have been happy to give Stephen Perifetta, Stephen Perifetta a run at first five. I mean, let's be honest, all they're doing is experimenting. They, they yeah. don't care whether they win and or lose. It's just now. one giant... Anthony, it's just one giant... Yeah, it's just one giant experiment in the lead-up to the World Cup because that's what we've reduced rugby to. Hey, Anthony, lovely... But, to... you, but you look at... You, you're talking about rugby in general when you're in your opening thing. You look at Australia leaving Super Rugby, no South African teams. Where are we going to get that experience that we need to be competitive on the world stage from nowhere? Yeah, Anthony, look, lovely to have you on the programme. I sense your um, angst. Um, Does it rival my angst? I don't know. I don't come on here to scream and shout and jump up and down, but I wear my heart on my sleeve, man. Um, I just want to run through some of these other board members too. After all, man, they're custodians of our game, okay? This is not a corporate. This is our game. You know, there's a lot of people that do it tough out there that tune into the All Blacks just to get a bit of a pick-up. 
to go to that happy place. And for so long, the All Blacks have made us happy. Uh, so we've got Bart Campbell. Now, Bart is a sports marketing professional with extensive experience over 25 years across the UK, North America, and Australasia. Well, please, Bart, use the experience and do the right thing. Uh, we've got Rowena Devonport. Uh, Rowena joined Galloway Cook Allen in 2000 as chief executive to provide leadership and support to the partners. She holds a Bachelor of Commerce from University of Otago. Just what are you trying to find where the real business now is here? Uh, Mark Hutton, appointed board member. International finance and private equity. No wonder we're so damn top heavy and it's all about the money. Forget club rugby. Hey, who cares about club rugby? We've got St. Kennigan's College. You've got the right honourable Dame Patsy Reddy, former Governor General. I don't know, I just run through this board and it just seems to be a lot of box ticking. A lot of box ticking. The only guy I probably have any genuine time for is Matthew Cooper. Maybe we need to get Matt on. Graham, good afternoon, welcome. Oh, good day, Mark. I'm on already. Jeez, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. I, I, love, your, I love your passion, as always. Can I, can I ask me something about, about the MPC before I get on to the, 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 the recent all-black loss? Yeah, just, I was pleased with uh, Canterbury's performance Friday night yeah, against the Marcos. Yeah, well done to Billy Harmon and the team. I hope Cullen Grace isn't badly injured. Yeah, and no, I thought Fergus Burke had another great game. Yeah, no, so a bit of a depleted Marcos team, but um, was players out. But yeah, I was pleased Canterbury bounced back after losing to the Naki last week. But um, yeah, on the All Blacks, well, you know, I can't really add much more than what you've said, even though I've called through. I mean, that you know, this was a, two weeks ago, with the violins playing, didn't we? After the, the, you know, the win, in, even though they won in South Africa, there was all this, you know, we're going to give them another go, and and, and then you get a, you know, pretty much a toothless performance like that. I mean, some individuals played all right, but you know, the Argentinian, I mean, Michael Checker, you know, I thought well done to him and <laughs> David Kidwell and, and his and his team. I, yeah, mean, I mean, ironically, isn't it, David? You know, David Checker was oh, an out, no. uh, David Checker was an out. Um, uh, sorry, Michael Checker. Michael Checker was a, you know, basically um, sacked from Australian rugby. Was very inconsistent with his performances as coach. Uh, when, when you go through and you look at David Kidwell, arguably the worst Kiwis coach we've had, huh, and I here know. they do in a country which really doesn't have a professional rugby league as such. Footballing mad nation coming to New yep. Zealand, playing at the home of the Crusaders, arguably the greatest rugby province historically in a country that's got talent for Africa where we lose players who end up playing for Ireland and beating us because apparently they're not good enough to play for us and we lose. Uh, it's unbelievable, Graham. Oh, it is. Yeah, from whatever angle, it's, you know, it's a, a great, you know, it's up there with the Titanic and, you know, the Zeppelin and whatever t whatever year that went down, uh, the German Zeppelin in the United States, 19-something or other. But, you know, it's, um you know... You know, the iceberg, you know, the iceberg was there, but they just kept going. And, and as you say, those board members, I mean, um, you know, I, I saw it online, the list, and other, and some other people have commented to me, and they said, what do these people actually know about rugby? I mean, I'm sure, they, I mean, you're, you're looking at corporates, 
you know, vice, cha- you know, it's almost like, well, let's get every vice chancellor at every yeah, university and, 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 let's and make, put them on the rugby yeah, New and, Zealand rugby board. And, and let's just make sure to box tick and make sure that we've got every single everybody represented and the sort of identity politics and it's just garbage oh, no. and it's rubbish. And then they're all too damn PC to make the big HR call because, you know, they just don't get it as long as the money's rolling in. They think they're doing their job because the only damn thing they're interested in these days is the bottom line. As for that Players Association, you know, why don't they sit down with New Zealand rugby and negotiate giving money back when this all-black team performs so damn poorly? <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that would that would be a well-performance pay. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and then you got... You know, it's just McCaws on there. I mean, you know, and you got Hanson's, you know, yeah, yeah, basically but what business? Up. What business now does Richie McCaw have? Oh, I know. So he's suddenly a director. But what business now does he have? What does oh, he nah. actually understand about finance? That This is sort of the dumb stuff. This oh, is, is the stuff that goes on in this country. Oh, I'll just give it to Richie McCaw. Why? He was a great all-black captain. Well, I don't know. Let's make him Minister of Finance too because he was a great all-black captain. Exactly, you know, um, some you know some ex all blacks like you know the late so Will, Wilson Winneray had genuine um, you know nice in areas like finance, you know, because he was a, a fine businessman and, and all sorts. But you know that that is well once again it's just it's just a name, isn't it? And it looks yeah. good, yeah. and a lot of people nod their heads and go, well, isn't that great? Well, uh, no, it's not. It's not. No, isn't no, it? It's just. No. It's not actually an appointment to do yeah. with um, yeah. anything to do with his abilities um, off the field. It's to just to, it just looks good to the you know, yeah. and I think no, New Zealand's a, got worse too. Yeah, I call it the PowerPoint presentation. Looks good on the PowerPoint, but it doesn't actually work in reality. Hey, Graham, lovely to have you on the program. Do appreciate yep. it, and and no problem with you giving um your might attend. Uh, what is it these days? The MPC side, a plug. We are going to talk a little bit of MPC. Got the Hawks Bay coach on after two o'clock. Um, narrow, narrow victory over my North Harbour boys. Uh, Sean, good afternoon, welcome. Good afternoon, well, yeah, commiserations, I guess we'd say. Hey, um, <laughs> Mark Robinson must be feeling feeling pretty good, because I've got to be honest, most of us saw the writing on the wall. But, I mean, I'm, I'm used to, you know, the Warriors after you know, missing 42 tackles saying, you know, that that was a much improved performance. When, when I heard <laughs> a couple of weeks ago after that, after that loss, t- tell me that all the improvements he'd seen, um, look, let, let's be really, really frank and really honest about what we saw last night. Argentina on attack really didn't offer you a hell of a lot apart from some aggressive defence and one player that was happened to be a very good kicker. That was all that we had to had to go against, and we made them look like world champions. I mean, Foster is absolutely clueless, and I, I, I just I just can't imagine the pressure that Robinson must be under after coming to the, the initial decision to, to sign this guy on, but then to make it, you know, because of one one performance that was a very good performance, to suddenly decide this guy's us to the World Cup. I mean, we've, he's got all the records that we don't want. I mean, we are now becoming a basket case where even at home we can't we can't win against nations that aren't at the top of the tree. You know, it's, it's really it's really concerning because you know. I don't. Th- I don't think Argentina were outstanding, apart from a fair bit of effort. You know, to be honest, I mean, they, they, they were very good defensively. There was no, no doubt about that. But we threw nothing at them. You know, we we are, we are just moving sideways all the time. The forwards 
laid a good enough platform for us to win yeah. many games. Normally, the All Blacks only get about 40% possession, yeah. and that's enough for them to win games. Well, yesterday, but, we had, I think, about, it was close to the 60, and we don't look like scoring points. So no, but, 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 but where is the evolution in that game? You know, the best 10 minutes, 15 minutes of rugby I've seen under Ian Foster was actually the first 15 minutes of the second half against France last year when we actually just pick and go and went up the middle and played direct, and basically that old cliche, and it never changed, and then earn the right to go wide. We still just continue to try and run opposite sides around. We haven't evolved at all. I, I do want to give some credit here. I, I thought last night, the one player, and he's surprising me because I never, I always thought mm, maybe All Blacks wasn't his level, but I, I was actually reasonably happy with Shannon Frizzell in the sixth jersey, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I was, I think was abundantly clear that Artie Safir's got to be the overside flanker. If we want, if we want to get more physicality, uh, I mean, I think Sam Kane should have. I don't think it will happen, but I think he's surely got to play his last game. I mean, if you're taking off the All Black captain, I can't remember outside injury the last time that happened. And I mean, we're we're doing the old Blackadder scenario where you're picking a guy because he's he's a nice guy and you think he's a captain. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. think we're really lacking some physicality in those loose forwards. So should be, you know, I guess Rafael. Potentially one of those guys can add that. Yeah, hey, look, Sean, lovely to have you on the programme. Thank you, and um, yeah, I love the passion. I love the passion. I hope the powers to be are listening to this because I think they forget sometimes that it's not actually about them, it's about us. And you can sit there and say, oh, we don't get it. No, yeah, like I said, I've been around a lot of sport. Uh, I know how hard it is to run 100 mile a week. I know how hard it is for our cyclists. Um, living overseas, just trying to get professional contracts away from home all the time in a brutal sport. Uh, our swimmers, um, our kayakers, our rowers. And we continue to bring out the violin for these clowns. I'll say it and I say it all the time. When it comes to this all-black team, surely the writing is on the wall. You cannot put back in what God has left out. You sense with Ian Foster, he thinks somehow it's just going to turn a corner. No, it's not. It's not going to turn a corner. It's not. Please, please, Ian, show some dignity and resign. Don't do this to you and don't do this to us. Okay, this is about ego now for you. That's all it is. It's you. You're selfish and you're self-centered if this continues. 0800-150-811 is the number. 0800-150-811 is the number. You can text us here on 8833. Uh, I think John from New Plymouth was on the line. John, give us a call back. Love to hear from you. Um, yeah, still got a spare line there if you do want to get through. 0800-150-811. This is this dedicated to you, Ian Foster. What you say? Telephone number 0800-150-811. First time this afternoon. We've got spare lines. If you do want to phone the program, jump on the phone. Have your say. Feel free to vent. Tell me I'm wrong here. I am begging, for the first time in my life, I'm begging Ian Foster to do the honourable thing. New Zealand rugby clearly don't have the steel. Clearly don't have the nous. Clearly believe that it's okay to reduce rugby to once every four years. That's been evident by the damage that was done under the previous administration. Steve Chu, the death of club rugby, Mitre 10 Cup, well, just been a development comp, super rugby. Who cares? We've got St. Kennigan's College. We've got King's College here in Auckland. And as long as we've got the private schools 
doing the talent identification and pillaging the other schools, we'll be okay. John, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, Mark. Hey, how are you? Uh, um, not so bad. I didn't see the match, but first of all, congrats to the um, the Argies. Yeah, no, all, well, well, look, yeah, well said, John. Well said, mate. <clears throat> first of all, like, like I didn't. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like, ended are you? Like, holy moly! The all like, accountability the and all accountability and and um, inadequacy, just in all of his depth, coach, and the writings on the wall. Are you saying how the hell are the All Blacks going to win? I'm a, I'm an Irishman, first of all. How the hell? How are you, how are, how are you going to win the World Cup? Well, you can't. You can't. You you, you can win a quarter final. But you can't win a quarterfinal, a semi-final, and final with this group of players. You just cannot do it. You just cannot do it. No, and there's no like, I like it's it's right on the wall going way back, and so you're stuck with them now, and the board members. So, Lord, it's, it's yeah. But John, well, but John, they're probably they're, and, probably they're probably getting lots of Instagram likes because the Barrett brothers. Uh, three brothers, all playing in the same team. And guess what, John? They all grew up in the backyard playing against each other in Taranaki, and that probably has got them a lot of Instagram likes, which has probably increased the all-black brand and therefore the financial return on it. And, John, I'm saying that sarcastically, but there's an element of truth in it, and that's unfortunate. Well, it's sad to hear that, and... The quality is, yeah, the play, like to, to put that player on with a few. I didn't see, but I heard it one the boy a few seconds ago. You bring on a sub when the match was over. Oh, that, that was just tokenism. What an appalling way for Stephen Perifetta to get his all black <laughs> debut. Put him out there for a token 50 seconds to reward him for being patient in camp. All right, what was your all black like yeah. debut like, Dad? Oh, well, actually, it was shorter than Marty Berry in 1986 and the Baby Blacks when that was the shortest test cap in history. I think 1986, before professionalism, before substituting, Marty Berry had the shortest test cap in history. It was 58 seconds and it was part of the Baby Blacks against the Wallabies at Eden Park. And, um, you know, now, now, Stephen Perifetta comes on great player too great player beautifully balanced good Taranaki boy yeah mm. yeah exactly so like it's, it's it's highlighting how inadequate how poor and all what's this nonsense about a nice person like where is this coming out of being oh, like we have the, yeah nice, but nice people it's the quality of coach you want really you want quality coach. Oh, you just want somebody with some vision. You want somebody who's going to write a book everybody else is going to read, mate. We're now playing catch-up. Yeah. We're reading the Irish book. We're reading, reading the Northern Hemisphere book. You know, we've had a history of 130 years. Where we've been the bestseller. Now, now, now yeah. you know, it's going to get to the point where we're going to watch the Great All Black Channel. You, you know, everyone's going to subscribe to the History Channel to watch the Great All Black sides. <laughs> Probably. And with Foster as the Disney Channel. Oh, honestly, mate. Seriously, John. I, I, uh, you, but you're with me. He needs to resign, doesn't he? He needs to do the honourable thing. you know thing. as well. It's the boys club. In the RU, he, he won't because he, he, yeah. he'll highlight the issues there in the RU. They're, they're, they're the sink, it's a sinking ship at the end of the RU. They're a boys club and they're in it for the long haul now, sadly. Hmm. And yeah. it's highlighting the problems with in the RU, really, actually. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, John, lovely, okay. lovely right, to have buddy. you on the programme. Thank you. I just want to... um. Read a little bit too here from. Um, uh, sorry, I just bring it up. I've just got it. Where am I? Right. Let's. Um, yeah. So Barnes, the um, English rugby writer, 
uh, Stuart Barnes. And I, I think this paragraph is really, really well written. It hurts me to say that. I'm not a big fan of anything English, anything English rugby. Um, but I think at this point you've got to be humbled a little bit. Uh, this is what he says. Barnes concluded, this is in the New Zealand Herald, the warning signs have long been evident. Kane is neither capable of captaining New Zealand nor wearing the open side jersey. Both roles require a rugby intellect that is beyond him. Alas, the same can be said for the New Zealand head coach, the extremely decent Ian Foster. No one denies that. Unless you don't resign. Then you become one of those elected politicians who decides that now they've got a taste of power, they want to run a dictatorship. Anyway, it goes on to say, alas, the same can be said of the New Zealand coach, the extremely decent Ian Foster. The charge sheet against him is long, with the retention of a skipper, an act that was as mad as it was mistakenly honourable. Where Argentina offered leadership, all New Zealand possesses are ghosts from a glorious past. Lines are open, 0800 150 811. You're listening to SENZ. Hey, uh, just want to acknowledge too, Jamie Mackay texting and asking me to give my line. Apologise to me. I'd love to do it and I've come close to doing it, but you can only tell a story once, can't you? I don't want to be cliched with that. Uh, but I tell you what, it would be nice if New Zealand rugby did come out and apologise to the New Zealand public rather than just making excuses and talk about building and experimenting. You know, hey, that's what the rest of the world does. That's not what we do. Lyndon, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, Mark, how are you going? Good, thanks. Excellent. I just uh, prefaced the call by saying I'm a one-eyed Cantab supporter, but I'd love to see Artie get a crack in the seven jumper, and I'd love him to have a crack with the captain's, the captaincy. I think that uh, there's been so much criticism of Kane. I think just take the captaincy away. Artie's the first bloke on your team sheet, probably in the wrong spot, but I'd love to see him get a crack. You could get a good campaign or two under Artie, and I think uh, he leads from the front every week. Uh, it's, it's been a hard, a hard watch. I'm out in, in Adelaide in South Australia, and it's an AFL town, as you know, but uh, a weekend off AFL, had, had the in-laws around to watch, watch the ABs last night, and uh, it was a hard sell. I think it was hard to watch. That rush defence, it's like it seems to be the only strategy against the All Blacks, and I don't know whether we've been able to counter it yet. No, well, that's it. So sometimes you just got to play more direct. You've got to go up the middle. You know, we've always been a team that has had the best Lucy's and the best sort of tight five historically. And we've got to just pick and go. But we still just seem to want to run teams around and play at pace. But the problem with that is sides know how to slow us down now. Oh, I'd look, just on your comment, Lyndon, we've still got time here. Someone's just texted in, and I appreciate it. Just sent this to my mates where he coached for the World Cup. Won't matter who coaches us. I cannot remember in my lifetime when the All Blacks would have no players, the best in the world in their position. 2015 team had nine or ten of the best players in the world. And other than Artie Severe, who I think is the best, still the best loose forward in the world in any position, they're 100% correct. We don't have anyone. Anyone. I think Will Jordan could be the best fullback in the world, but we're playing him on the wing. Yeah, dead right. He needs a spell at 15. I'd love to see him in a bit of space and, and have that up. Yeah, have that well, well, but, but, have a go. but this was Ian Foster's comments during the week on on that. He said, "Oh, look, he's on the wing, but we're sort of empowering him to be, a, you know, a bit more than that. We just want to see see how that works out." Like, sorry, so he's a winger, but he also can float loosely in that fullback role, and we're sort of experimenting. You know, this this is this is the mindset that we're dealing with, mate. With yeah. I don't want to be too derogatory, but Ian Foster is starting to, in my opinion, starting to look more and more like a clown, mate. 
yeah, I'd love to see Razor get a crack. Just to, to finish on a positive note, obviously in, in Adelaide, and we've had the we've had the test here with the um, the box and, and Wallabies, and then we had the Black Ferns opener. I was at a high performance centre on on Friday, and the the Black Ferns were through. Um, they had a session in the morning, and and the guys who ran the performance centre sat out as a Kiwi, and they were thrilled to tell me how fantastic they were. He said they must have that that sweep the sh- sweep the sheds type mentality. Uh, he said the place was put back immaculately and obviously translated to, to the field. So good but, to see the girls get up there. Yeah, no, lovely call, and And that, again, is the class that you see with Wayne Smith. When the All Blacks were successful under Hanson, it was Wayne Smith. Notice how the All Blacks went into decline when Wayne Smith left? Just on the apologies, apologise to me line that I used on Radio Sport, always remember, Ian, um, always remember Hanson saying, oh, look, judge us on the World Cup. Well, we got knocked out in the semi-finals. And we knighted him. The old boys network have gone rogue. It's official. We'll talk. Ram Philly Shield coming up after two. It is... 30 seconds after two. Mark Watson off the bench for Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball. Um, coming up after three o'clock, we're going to talk some swimming. New Zealand um, short course championships on at the moment. We're also going to talk some Q Sports. One of the best pool players in New Zealand is going to join us on the program after four. And Ben is going to take us through the Darts Masters, which has just been staged here in Auckland. We will continue to open the lines as well on 0800 150 Some really good texts that have come through. Uh, someone thinking I'm Ricardo, I'm actually Mark Watson. He says, um, I hope you're well. All through my life, I am now 68. The All Blacks were the epitome of greatness. I admired the way they played. Being Australian, I didn't mind being beaten by the All Blacks. It was a pleasure to see how they play. The past six months were a shock, seeing how the Blacks, All Blacks have fallen into a giant hole, something that um, something has to be done. That's Richard of Sydney. Yeah, look, and New Zealand maybe shouldn't take this as a criticism. Just see the passion that is coming in here. People care, man. This is their game. Speaking, speaking of grassroots, speaking about the heart and soul of New Zealand rugby, and I've always said this, I think that the MPC should be the premier competition in this country. Bring back the glamour that is the Ranfurly Shield. Now, Hawke's Bay, North Harbour, my mob. Hawke's Bay looking to retain it, their 13th consecutive defence of the Ranfurly Shield. They ended up getting the job done. 25-23 in a thriller. Josh Sims, the coach of Hawke's Bay, joins us on the programme. Josh, good afternoon. Congratulations. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, heart rate. What was your heart rate in the last three or four minutes, mate? Come on, talk to me. Uh, I want yeah, some numbers. No, I want some it, numbers. Yeah, well, I wrote down in my book 697, which was the <laughs> amount of days the amount of days that we'd had the shield for, and I thought, well, that's it's been a good run. Um, but you know, the boys have, you know, we had nearly eight thousand people there, and and the boys grew an extra leg in that last sort of ten or twelve minutes, and uh, we managed to sort of sneak one out from under north, underneath North Harbour. Fortunately for us, yeah, they're a good side, North Harbour, aren't they? They're a side that you can't take lightly. Uh, but having the Ranfurly Shield is that the reason you think you got across the line yesterday? 
Oh, it's certainly a huge part of the community, to be honest. It's it's, it's more than just the rugby community. Um, and it's more than just our team, obviously. You know, there's a, a huge part of it is, is, you know, how it's embraced by all of Hawke's Bay. Um, and, you know, as we showed yesterday, we're, you know, Shield Challenge number 13 and we had 8,000 8, people packed the park and, and uh, you know, fantastic atmosphere for that last sort of mm. 10 or 15 minutes helped the boys ride home, really. Mm. Lincoln McClutchy. Tell us a little bit about Lincoln, big game temperament. Yeah, nothing phases Link. He's a bit like uh, a bit like Falau Fakatava, to be honest. They, you know, you put them in whatever scenario and situation, and, and, and to be honest, they'd play exactly the same. So, yeah, I, I, look, we're really stoked for Link too to, to nail that. He hasn't had a great run this year with with Moana, and, and I, I'm guessing he, you know that's a bit of weight off his shoulders to do that, particularly for his province. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you prepare and plan for North Harbour, um, what were you expecting from them and, w- and what was part of the planning yeah. in terms of negating what they bring? Try not to give kickable penalties to Bryn Gatland, so we didn't do that. Um, try not to give Tavita Lee the ball in space, and we didn't do that. Um, yeah, no, we probably did everything we didn't want to do for, for 50 minutes, probably. Um, but, hey, look, I said they're dangerous on the outside and... and um, you know, their coaching staff has sort of really turned the corner with them. They're, they're a pretty dangerous outfit and, they're, and certainly dealing something to deal with up front. And then, of course, probably the most dangerous outside three in, in the competition. Why did they not execute that plan in the first 50 minutes? Is it more because North Harbour didn't allow you to or did it come down to one or two individuals who clearly hadn't listened? <laughs> uh, I think just small margins, Mark, uh, when, it, when it comes down to things, you know, the... You know, Tavita Lee didn't need very much space for, for a, you know, a turned over line out just before half time, um, and then we just got our we just got our, our read wrong on one of our uh, one of their strikes, and and uh, Sean Stevenson was in our backfield, and once they're in our backfield, it was you know they're pretty hard to catch. So uh, when you sit these guys down at half time, are you a shouter, Josh? What what sort of coaching style? What sort of communication style do you bring? And what was the conversation that you had yesterday? Oh, look, I think you've only got a couple of bullets when you want to shout and scream, to be honest. Um, and if you use them all up in one game or in the first couple of games in the year, you've got nothing left. So, no, look, our messages were pretty simple at halftime. We'd, we'd, we'd felt like we'd probably gifted them, 14, you know, 14 points. Um, and so we were we were probably in the margin that if we, we, we got our errors down and we, we played at the right end of the field, it was a reasonable breeze behind us in the second half, that... You know, things the tide would turn and we would we'd get more opportunities. Um, just the tide didn't turn probably till the 70th minute, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brody Retallick, how did he slot back in? How did he fit into the side? I mean, when was the last time we saw him in a Hawks Bay jersey? <laughs> Over a decade ago. Um, you know, he was fantastic. You know, he brings that trademark physicality and, you know, I mean, yeah, some of the little areas that people wouldn't notice, but he, he really re added some, some huge oomph to our scrum. Um, and, and we were able to put Harbour into some real pressure and scrum time. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, he's he's a real professional and, and, you know, he's desperate to be back in that black jersey. And, you know, you can just see that he wants to be back in there and wants to, you know, help the All Blacks be where they should be, which is, you know, the top team in the world. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, I'd imagine for Brody too, though, the fact that, you know, the All Blacks basically means that these days you don't really get to play in the NPC. But here he is, and he's playing in the Shield Clash in front of 8,000. It's a nice sort of throwback. I'd imagine it would have been pretty special for him, though. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I think it's his first. I think it's his first one playing for it, um, and it's his first time for Hawks Bay in, in eleven years. So, yeah, I know we were stoked. You know, and, and if we get him back again, or at the moment, you know, we're, we're ecstatic. We've got Brad Weber at the moment, and and uh, and any time you get these world class players, you, you just make the most of them and pick their brains and and let them, you know, let them go and do their things. I want to just ask you about Lange Vicenier. He originally went through my old school man up at Grammar, then he went to Calston, and there was big raps on him. He never maybe fulfilled his true potential, played a bit overseas and sort of come back, played for Moana Pacifica. How have you found him in the environment? What are you doing to get the best out of Lange? Yeah, no, Lange, a, he's a wonderful kid. Um, I, I was lucky enough to coach him at Kelston Boys High School uh, a long while back, um, and, and we've always, always, you know... I think you, I think, I think you took the Moaska Cup off us. <laughs> yeah, it would be right. Two thousand and eleven, I think. Yeah, no, that'd be correct. That'd be right. And he's, you know, and he's a wonderful, yeah, you know, he's a wonderful kid, and, and well, man, now that he is, and we're, we, you know, we're, we've got big rats on him, and I guess he's just one of those guys that just needs that care and attention, and uh, the ability to show that typical West Auckland flair. Um, and you know, as I said, we're, we're just we're just stoked that he's in our environment, not running against us. Yeah, just on that, just on that, I'm going to segue here. But you'd be pleased that Kelston won the Auckland One A competition yesterday, beating St Peter's, and almost a similar scoreline to what you beat North Harbour. Yeah, no, and that was an absolute cliffhanger too, and a fantastic game, and, and again another another showcase of secondary school rugby. Um, you know, particularly in that One A One A competition is phenomenal. Um, mm. And it was great for Kelston, Matt Howling, uh, you know, who's, who was uh, one of my one of my students back when I coached Kelston boys. And it's wonderful to see him now coaching and doing a fantastic job with them. Um, I felt a bit for St Peter's, you know, they had a had a wonderful season as well, and and probably just came a cropper at the wrong time, really. Um, but uh, you know, again, the, it's just the, the beauty of that competition; it just throws up those fantastic games. Five games into the MPC, uh, you're top of the odds conference. Uh, Waikato, Otago, Bay of Plenty Counties, Manukau, Wellington and Southland in that conference. So five games into it. Uh, out of ten, what sort of grading and rating would you give yourself? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, maybe maybe a six. We, we sort of, we've really struggled to put it all together this year, to be honest. As a, as a collective, uh, defensively, we've, we've had games where we've been wonderful and and then the next time we've been poor and our attack we've we've sort of spluttered and stopped and started and got our maul going when we've needed to and then got our backline strike when we've needed to. So it's yeah, it's probably been a bit spluttery. Um but that sort of comes with it comes with the territory of of a pretty quick turnaround out of um super rugby and then international rugby. Some of our guys didn't didn't return from the Pacific Cup of Nations until a week before the competition started, so it's uh, yeah, it's just finding our feet at the moment. I mean, I'm hoping that we will quickly, um, and then obviously, you know, we've got some some real challenges coming with Canterbury uh, in a week's time, and and then you know, roll on Southland and Wellington and Tasman Bay of Plenty. It's uh, it's a pretty hairy old finish. Yeah, have you been surprised by the depth across all the teams, and which teams perhaps have thrown up the biggest surprise? Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's always. It's always interesting. I mean, obviously, we found. I, I looked at Northland squad on paper and went, "Wow, they're going to be really, really challenging." And obviously, they've, they've proved that. Um, and you know, they've come out of nowhere. But again, most most teams in the competition are challenging at their home at their home place or uh, at their home turf or even away, to be honest. So, and of course, you add in the shield, and that can be that can be a real a real get up for teams when they come to play us. Mm. Have you taken the Ranfurly Shield home and slept with it? 
<laughs> yeah, well, we've been lucky. We've been having it, had it for so long. Um, it's sort of done the rounds a bit. Um, yeah, and I think I think it, it it gets around the place, gets around the tracks. My kids, I, I think my kids' classes are, are sick of it coming to show and tell. So, yeah. no, uh, no, yeah, you can go somewhere else now. No, I asked that cheeky question because I know with the Stanley Cup and ice hockey, every player gets a night they can do it, and it's ended up on the bottom of swimming pools. Uh, it's been yeah, some wonderful stories where the Stanley Cup's been, and I just wonder uh, now that you've had thirteen defences, just exactly where that where that Ranfilly Shield has been, and maybe we just need to encourage people to wash their hands. Yeah, no, we went back to New Zealand rugby uh, in February this year, and it, it's been a good uh, sort of two months having a having a good refurb with the trophy trophy specialists and mm-hmm. a bit of a polish and a bit of a, a bit of a tidy up. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, look, that's part of it. We we find it's part of our community, so mm-hmm. it goes everywhere. It goes out to Paronga How to to the to the rugby club or to the surf club, and it goes all over the show, and that's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of part of the mystique of it. Hey, just just quickly while I've got you, you talked there about having coached Calston and now you're suddenly coaching here at an MPC level. I mean, I imagine at school it's yes sir, no sir. Um, then you start sort of coaching semi-professional adults where it's not always yes sir, no sir. Uh, how big a transition? Um, and what have you had to do to adjust? Oh, I think, I think the challenge isn't whether it's, you know, telling people what to do or not. I think it's picking your moments. Um, you know, and men, men when you know men or anyone, they, they want to be able to do their job. And sometimes to do your job, you need to be told told what and how to do it. Um, and then again, there's that huge amount amount of getting these guys empowered so that they can make the appropriate decisions uh, when it's their turn. So yeah, look, it's it's a challenging one, um, but again, it's you know people just want to be people just want to be loved and looked after and. I think whether you're 18 or 28, um, you know, if, you, if you're told you're doing a good job, generally that that, that, that makes you feel pretty good. Mm. So what, your next Ranfilly Shield challenge against Southland, is it? Yeah, correct. Yeah, we've got Southland in uh, two weeks' time at McLean Park. Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, Josh, lovely to have you on the programme. Congratulations. I mean, it's an old cliche, but it really was a thoroughly entertaining game yesterday. And, yeah, great to see 8,000 people turn up. Really good to see that that Ranfilly Shield still means something to people. Yeah, absolutely, and we've, we've got a wonderful, wonderful home support and a wonderful uh, array of fans, and we keep, you know, we mm. take, we don't take that for granted. Yeah, and I've got to say, outside of Manor, but Grandma Kelston, my second favourite team. <laughs> well done, okay. well done, and then hey, St Kennigan must be third, eh? <laughs> and King's fourth, <laughs> followed by Grandma. Without, yeah, hey, lovely to have you on the programme, Josh. Hey, well done, thank you. No problem, thanks. There you go, 13 and a half minutes after two. What a good bloke, eh? What a good bloke. I love that. See, that's what coaching should in this country be. It should be a legitimate pathway. You know, you shouldn't have to be a former All Black. You shouldn't have to be on the cover of Women's Day. You should just be a hardened professional. Feel for North Harbour, I don't think, when was the last time Harbour won it? 2006, I think they won the Ramfilly Shield. Beat Canterbury, did they beat Canterbury? Yeah, 2006. So, yeah, but would North Harbour and Aucklanders appreciate it? I'm not sure they would. I think Southland might. Taranaki have had a decent run of it in recent times. But look, it's another competition. I'll say this in all seriousness, and, and maybe Hawke's Bay are the exception to the rule, but I reckon that, Prior to the NPC starting, and if you had gone to someone in January this year, sort of in the middle of summer, and said, hey, who holds the Ranfilly Shield? I reckon a lot of people wouldn't have been automatic. And I think that is another indictment on the rugby administration in this country, allowing one of the great 
stories of New Zealand rugby to slowly be lost. Just more of the damage that has been done. Uh, just some texts that have come in. Please stop referring to Perifera as Taranaki bread. I've never said he was Taranaki bread. I know that he played for Taranaki. He's from Whanganui and only moved to Naki. As Whanganui is what? what what's the? Let me just see what the rest of that text says. Um, is stuck in Heartland Rugby, just like um, Naholo. Yeah, look, um, I, I just think the, the treatment of Stephen Perifera yesterday in that test was appalling. Let's just throw him on there and give him an all-black test when it was done and dusted for 50-odd seconds. Well done, Stephen, for sitting here, being part of our squad, being the ultimate team man. We'll reward you with your all-black jersey. Had a sense of just tokenism about it, didn't it? Is that how you want to have your all-black debut? What's wrong with starting the guy? I mean, Richie Mawanga. The moment he's put under pressure, he goes missing. He's bloody good at Super Rugby because the style that Super Rugby is. This is where the thinking needs to go. Let's be honest. The clown's running the All Blacks at the moment. And and I can't really find a nicer word because I'm that frustrated. They're happy to experiment. So why not take the experiment to the far extremes? 16 minutes after two. Uh, look, if you have just joined us, you want to have your say on the All Blacks um, and you haven't heard earlier, I've been fairly um, upset, annoyed, um, apologies for the language, but ultimately pissed off. And I think that's the feeling that we've had from everybody texting in and from the callers. But I'm begging... Ian Foster to resign we've always said about the All Blacks that no one player is bigger than the All Blacks well I can tell you one coach is no bigger than the All Blacks when does he think this is going to turn around you know, what's the point of the media going to the players saying oh Ian Foster's our guy the top players say Ian Foster is their guy and they're 100% behind him of course they are because he is picking you morons Sam Kane, not good enough to be an All Black, not good enough to be All Black captain. You cannot turn donkeys into thoroughbreds. You can't. Rico Awani, not a centre. He's a winger. David Harvili is not a second 5'8", unless he's got Jack Goodyear outside of him. We're in a world of trouble, man. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. If you want to find the program, I want to hear someone from the Hawks Bay. Eight thousand people turned up. If you were at that game yesterday and watched Hawks Bay win that Ramfield Shield, I, I just want to get inside your head. I want to understand why you're going along. Is it still pure? Has it not been corrupted by commercialism? Is that your level now? I see a lot more people going along to senior club rugby. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. Another interesting point. Yesterday they had the North Harbour, uh, the Auckland One A comp at Eden Park, about t- like 
five to 10,000 students turned up from both Kelston and St. Peter's. The moment it was finished, they all left. Didn't bother hanging around for NPC games, just left. They should be concerned. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. You can text the program here on double eight double three. Some really really good text boys come in. The text machine's gone crazy. What's the official? We've got an official name for our text machine, haven't we? There, Ben. Temper beard post text machine. I do. Yeah, do. And by the way, don't just not just say some advert. Uh, anytime you hear the temper beard post, if look if you're buying a beard at some point in the future, you see those brands. Please purchase them, okay? They're the reasons why we go to air. They're the reasons I get 50 cents an hour, okay? Mind you, if you don't like me, then I guess you could say, well, I don't want him on, so I won't support the sponsors. Mind you, then if you're still listening to me, though, if you didn't like me, you wouldn't be listening to me, and therefore you, yeah, anyway, we'll take a break. Okay, this is the Rugby Run. Mark Watson with you. Um, We're going to get, um, Mark Stafford on the program who who hosts the afternoon show um, here on uh, SENZ and does a fantastic job as well because he's been texting me a few statistics and stuff and I know he doesn't want to come on. He doesn't want to come on and fire all the shots. I think he wants to save those for tomorrow afternoon but he has sent me through some fascinating statistics in and around Ian Foster and the All Blacks. Okay, Mr. Stafford, good afternoon, welcome. How are you? This feels a bit strange, me chatting to you when occasionally I do the odd thing for you. You're a regular part of the furniture. I'm just a, I just come off the bench occasionally, Mark. <laughs> you do, but and it's, you're always willing to come on my show. So when Big Ben Francis and the producer booth said, come and chat tomorrow, I said, okay. Ian Foster running at 63% with the win rate against all nations, but it actually gets a little bit worse than that if you do break it down, Mark. Yes, 54.5% uh, against the IRB top 10 teams. It's it's really not great, is it? And I'm trying to get my head around it because I know tomorrow's going to be a big, big show. Um, it's like you bullet point things, as you know, when you prep for a show, you bullet point things. I've run out of paper. Mm. I've run out of paper. I don't know what the main bullet points are. It's just so mystifying. Mm, yeah, look, it's it's frustrating. I mean, Mark, I'll be honest, I've sort of tied up over the last two days. I, I, for as bad as we've been, I expected this all-black team to beat Argentina last night. Oh, look, so did I. And the, the fact, the biggest thing for me is um, we were duped over in South Africa, into th- and I was one of them, into thinking, OK, they finally found their mojo. He named exactly the same team. And it was the polar opposite two weeks later. That to me is coaching. That's not the players. That to me is coaching. And it looks devoid of plans. I mean, there was a wonderful try that the Wallabies scored against South Africa where Lollasia broke through, a planned move, uh, and it was scored by uh, Michael Hooper's replacement. The other side, I think, marvellous, inventive. I haven't seen anything inventive in our backs for a couple of years. I just haven't seen it. A really good try to Caleb Clark with a good incisive run by Geordie Barrett, but that was one example. Yeah. We saw Richie Moonga make a massive break through the middle, um, and what he got tackled and turned the ball over, and they kicked it down, and we lost yeah. all of that ground. It's just, it just, it's a game that just keeps letting us down. And, you know, we hear it ad nauseum, Ian Foster's a nice bloke, 
as a, an All Black coach, it's probably not. But but look, Mark, and again, you're going to have your own say on this tomorrow, but I have called for him. I think it's now up to him to resign, um, and I think it's the only decent thing to do. And I think if he doesn't, then he's going to become incredibly maligned, and yeah. I think there will be genuine hate because, as I said, there's no one player bigger than the All Blacks, but we've got a coach suddenly starting to believe that perhaps he is. Yeah, and he's damaging his reputation. Agreed. Right? And but the the other sad thing is, let's not forget what an amazing All Black Sam Whitelock has been. Correct. Is he an amazing All Black now? Cody Taylor, wonderful All Black. We've talked to Jeremy Paul a number of times. A really good Wallaby hooker said Cody Taylor's a fantastic. Was a fantastic player. Was is starting to come into our vernacular, yep. and we are destroying reputations by continually picking this. I mean, he, he he was dragged kicking and screaming to, to select these young bulls, these young props, and but he was sticking with Nepo Laulala. He was sticking with all of these older guys. He was forced through injury and concussions to put in these young guys, and boom, look what they did. And I mean, their, their games were all right last night. They, they destroyed scrums. They were fantastic. Yeah, um, but- and that was through reluctance of selection. But you scratch your head, though, when you just see the front row just being replaced completely. You've got Taki Aho, who's probably the best forward on the park alongside of um, alongside of Artie Sevilla. And it's almost like, mm. well, we predetermined that he was coming off after 48 minutes. I, I, I just I struggle with that mindset. Why do you do that? When, you've, when one of the big problems that's been indicated and discussed by a lot of people is our lack of depth. Well... Sam Asani Takiyahu, I agree. He was our best player on the park. I think he's been our best hooker for a long, long time. Again, reluctantly, mm. he's been picked. And now look what he's doing when he's finally been picked. The Argentinian hooker played 79 minutes. Correct. When Ian Foster was when Ian Foster was asked why he was taken off, he said it was a soft tissue situation. Well, all three had soft tissue situations. Taniella Tupo plays 80 minutes for mm. the Wallabies. This was a must win. This is They said line in the sand marker in the ground you tell those guys you might have to go for 80 and no quitting and don't stop. Look at the Argentinians beating their chests mm. when they were winning turnovers. Our guys don't. Yeah. I know that South African flair and passion that's in their DNA. We need to fight it because, mm. man, it's important at the moment. Yeah, but again, you know, we had that win um, at Ellis Park, which is a really, really tough place to play and win. And it was a great result. But then the fact that South Africa earlier in the year lost a test to Wales, they were... Tipped up by Australia last night, you suddenly start to realise that South Africa rugby, well, South Africa is perhaps not as good as we gave them credit for, and that we were just absolutely woeful in that first test against South Africa. And people were offering up the uh, reason slash excuse that the All Blacks hadn't been playing South African Super Rugby and weren't used to that combative type of play. Australia, same boat, and they put them to the sword last night. Mm. Absolutely put them to the sword. So that doesn't stack up. Running out of excuses is what I. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, the, and again, I'm sure you're going to touch on this tomorrow, but I didn't appreciate the tokenism, and I felt for Stephen Perifeta coming on for 50, what, 57, 58 seconds, shorter than, or maybe a little bit longer than Marty Berry once did in 86. But yeah, I just, what, what, why? Why? Why did they bring him on? What, just to give him his token all black jersey because he's been a good team member? That's not, I can't imagine that's how he imagined his all black debut. No, it was disgraceful. And that, to me, was a real litmus test of where their heads are at. I mean, I'm just expecting Ian Foster or, or the coaching staff or management to say, oh, look, we'd, 
we whistled down and we were going to give him five minutes, but there just wasn't the opportunity. You just tell him to sit back down. We'll, mm. we'll give you your test cap next week or something. It was it was disgraceful. I mean, the poor fella trots out, gets his big mug on the screen, forty seconds to play, doesn't touch the ball, game over. How does he feel? What 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 an insult! What an absolute insult! Mm. Look, uh, Mark, um, I want to ask you this, and again, another. I'm sure this will be another discussion point in regards to a number of players, but. Is Will Jordan, Geordie Barrett, who would you pick at fullback? I'd still pick Geordie Barrett. Um, I would still pick Geordie Barrett. Will Jordan, uh, I mean, we saw a lot more of Caleb Clark last night. Will Jordan needs to roam. Interestingly, during the week, Ben Smith, one of our greatest ever, um, was on a podcast during the week, and it was put to him, is Will Jordan a fullback or a wing? And he said he's a fullback that can play wing. I mean, I don't mind that they've stuck with Geordie. I think he's reasonably effective. Do we see the best out of Will Jordan? No, but he needs he needs to modify that. We we used to play two and three fullbacks back in the Corey Jane Israel Dag days, Richard Kahui. Mm-hmm. We had that good attacking two. They haven't worked out a plan. And again, Will Jordan's copying it, Geordie Barry Barrett's copying it, but it's coaching. It it just seems to me to all come back to coaching. Mm. So, so so what do we do here? Do we just sit back now and just tolerate this, watch the all-black brand slowly diminish, start accepting result losses, start saying that rugby is now actually just about once every four years, even though Nas Ford has come out on another uh, radio programme that I listen to on a podcast saying, look, the Rugby World Cup, if you start planning four years out, you're just wasting your time. You can actually do this in a three-month window, as South Africa proved last time around. Um, you know, look, Foster, he just surely has to do the honourable thing here. Well, yes, to save his own face. Um, I've banged on long before the Foster cycle, probably in the Steve Hansen cycle, with every time you put that black jersey on, you represent our country and you represent us. I don't want to build to World Cups. Every single test match. I agree. I'm not, a, I'm not interested in four-year cycles. That's just a tournament. This, you don't build a legacy every four years. You build a legacy every week for 80 minutes. Yeah. And they've lost sight of that. And that's why the All Black brand's valued at $3 billion, because of that mentality. Yes. Yeah, well, it was valued at that. I'll be very interested. There'll be some interesting Well, apparently, apparently, it's on, apparently it's on sale at the warehouse, 50% off. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Hey, now, oh, it's just it's so flummoxing. Yeah, well, look, Mark, hey, lovely to have you on the programme. Looking forward to your show tomorrow. What, you boys kick off from 12 o'clock? Going to light it up? 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, it's all about uh, listener feedback. I'll start with a couple of thoughts, of course, but um, we usually have midday madness, 12 to 1, as you know, when you're at... Uh, oh, well, got the Ian Fo- we've got the Ian Foster press conference, so you can just put that on, midday madness. We've got it saved. Oh, we'll leave it that. there for you. We'll label it for you. Staffy's midday madness, the Ian Foster press conference. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I feel sorry for the bloke. He's copping it all in the neck, but, geez, there's... Things have to change, and but I wish there was only one thing, but there's a number of things. Mm. Hey, Mark, lovely to have you on the programme. Cheers, what I Look forward to his show, Mark Stafford, uh, weekdays here on SENZ from uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, just running through those statistics for you. So Ian Foster currently running at 63% win rate against all nations. If you remove the wins against teams outside of the IRB top 10, that drops to 54.5%. That is just simply not good enough. I don't beg for much. In fact, I don't really beg full stop. As I said earlier, I believe in a lot of things. I'm very liberal in my approach to life. But please, please, Ian Foster, listen to the country, mate. Do the honourable thing.
do the right thing. This is not about you, mate. You're not going to turn this team around. As much as your players love you, you're not. You haven't learned anything in the losses. You haven't made significant change. You still believe that you have the ability to put the ingredients back in that God clearly left out. You believe that you can turn a donkey into a thoroughbred. You somehow believe Sam Kane sits alongside of Michael Jones and the Josh Cromfelds and the Richie McCaws, the Murrays, and some of the great loose forwards that we've had over the years. Text that's come in foster coached the Chiefs for 10 years and won nothing. Another one. Afternoon team, let's be very blunt here. When the New Zealand Rugby Union said they were backing Ian Foster, all they were doing is putting a smoke cloud above all the blood on the floor. What was Foster thinking when taking the whole front row off at 44 minutes? Why would you do that against a team that play it all through the front door? You may as well just hand the keys over. Sam Kane coming off just shows me that he was running for cover. That comes from Anthony. This is great show. Appreciate the texts that have come in. Jump on the phone so the lines are open. Vent. Vent. Do what Manchester United do when they're not going well. It's protest against the owners, the Glazers. 0800-150-811. It's not going to be all doom and gloom this afternoon because Liverpool won 9-0. And we will start singing You'll Never Walk Alone. Ben's going to sing it along with me. That in itself is worth listening. We'll bring Ben into the programme shortly because he's been down watching the Dart Masters as well. And we're going to do that after three o'clock. Spear lines, one of the spear, one of the few occasions this afternoon we've had an opportunity. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me what changes you'd make. Would you make any? Do you agree with Mark Stafford? At the end of the day, this is a coaching issue. Why would you take Samasoni Takiaho off? What soft tissue? Well, based on that, Richie McCaw would have been given 10 minutes in a test match and gone off. It's the All Blacks man, harden up. I hate to say it, but we've currently got the lunatics running the asylum, haven't we? Just some more texts that have come in in the void. They've been rolling in thick and fast. Someone texting in saying, Mr Foster, have some self-awareness and do the right thing. You are simply not the best person to be coaching this team. The team is not responding to you. Jason Ryan, Joe Schmidt are good coaches. Anthony texting in, get hold of the media team for the All Blacks and demand an interview with the All Blacks and let the Lions eat him. He needs to hear it from the public. Well, that's the problem, though. I mean, your main broadcaster, which is Sky Television, are a PR firm. I actually approached Sky about doing a show along those lines where I wanted to take the movers and shakers in sport and put them under the grill. Um, you know, send them the questions, uh, not the follow-up questions. I uh, didn't want to ambush them, but wanted to, you know, get to the bottom of it. Um, but no, they want to make authentic television. Basically, they just want to box tick and be politically correct and don't give a damn whether they've got an audience or not, just want to make sure they're doing the right thing. Um, and they're just cheerleaders. And so they're not going to ask the hard questions, are they? They're going to avoid it 
because they somehow think by being a PR firm that the next time the rugby rights roll around, that New Zealand rugby is going to consider that. The only thing New Zealand rugby are going to consider when it comes to television right, who pays the most. And it's a real shame. Uh, Ted's just texted, and I have the option of going to Mount Smart or Waikato Stadium this Saturday. Should I go to Raglan instead? Oh, that is brilliant, Ted. Go to Raglan, big guy. Go to Raglan. Go and watch some lawn bowls, mate. Oh, dear. Go and watch Mount Smart. They're giving free tickets away. That's where the Warriors have got. And then you've got Stacey Jones coming out after they get beaten by 45-odd points and saying he was actually happy with the performance. It was improved. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. That, that, that's how bad the Warriors brand's got. We now... Oh, we got beaten by 45 points, but it was improved performance. Really? Really? Oh, I was just watching Sam Gaze there winning that mountain bike um, short course, short track world championship. And um, I, I just thought, this is a guy who's won gold at the Commonwealth Games. He's spent so much time overseas chasing the World Cup circuits. He'd kill to be able to go and live in a beachfront apartment and get paid half a million dollars a year, um, but he can't. And it doesn't bother him because he's just a hard bastard with a big heart who wants to represent his country and be the best he can be. And then we're sold, we're sold the sob story of the Warriors who have now telling us that it was improved performance getting beaten by 45 points. God, you know, it's going to start happening to the All Blacks shortly. It's absolutely. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, what have we come to? What have we come to in this country? Um, another text that's come in. Hey? We've listened to this radio station all week. Um, all week. Talk that team and management up. And this, okay, so we've listened to this radio station all week. Talk this team and management up. And referring to Israel Dag. Mawanga is great and the best 10 in the country. Trent's saying, no way. He was running around like a lost cat. Under pressure, he always goes missing. Dino's text, and unfortunately, this nightmare will continue for the next 12 months. This lot are very, very ordinary. Super rugby is not international level. Coach and captain are so poor, this is the bar they have set. We are expected to accept it. What a load of crap. Yeah. Hey, um, just text us. What do you reckon Ted should do? Should Ted... <laughs> Ted's clearly been in the naughty chair. He's been punished. His wife said to him, Ted, I don't want to yell at you anymore, Ted. I'm going to inflict this punishment. You can choose. You can watch the All Blacks in Hamilton next week. Or you can go and watch the Warriors. He's like, please don't send me to either. Please, I'm so sorry. I'll mow the lawns. I'll wash the windows. Please don't make me go to either. Nobody deserves that. Hmm. Incredibly, incredibly disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, um, Mike's texting. My take from the last night was total lack of leadership from all the senior players, mindless kicking and trying to play the Pumas at their strength. Yeah, I watched at one point Richie Mwanga with the crossfield kick, and you're like, God, you've just done everything to maintain possession, to get possession, and then you just kick the damn ball away. Aimless kick. Oh. Give it back. You might as well have just turned it over at the breakdown. As a caller said earlier, all Argentina really offered was great defence and a bit of 
direct running. Or it might have been Mark Stafford. We couldn't break it down, could we? Argentina. Think about it. Argentina. They are a minnow, really, when you look at the sport in that country compared to, say, football. They beat us in Christchurch, a nation where we get guys like James Lowe go overseas, where we let Charles Piatel go, Stephen Luatua go. We're telling players constantly reasons why they're not good enough to make the All Blacks. You know a guy I'd like to see in this All Black team, and people might laugh at me, but he might just be a surprise package, Alex Nankerville. Take him on the end of the year tour. Play him at centre. See what he's like. 11 minutes away from three. There are spare lines. Jump on the phone, have you say. I know it's a beautiful day out there and probably a lot of people are now chilling. Warriors and All Blacks are probably sleeping in after their hangover. Probably went clubbing last night. We'll take a break. We'll come back with you, Jesse. Gary Francis from Swimming New Zealand will join us after three o'clock. New Zealand Short Course Championships have just uh, wrapped up. Now, we just had a text come in before we go to Jesse. I like this one. Three blokes were arrested last night for disruptive behaviour at the All Blacks Argentina game. However, instead of being asked to leave the ground, they were made to watch the remaining 15 minutes of the match. That comes from Bill. Very clever, Bill. I like it. Hi, Jesse. Oh, Mark, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Well, not so good, mate, but anyway. Oh, mate, I wanted to ring you. When I heard you were on the radio this morning, I thought, Mark will speak some sense to these bloody all-black coaches. They need to go full on the sword, Ian. He does need to, doesn't he? He needs to now. He's going to damage, well, he's going to damage his own Mark. reputation, and he's just going to look like he just doesn't, you know, it's just his oh. ego. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's at some point are we just gonna tolerate are we gonna tolerate these losses like the Warriors tolerate losses? Well, we're starting to, aren't we? You know, that's the problem. Apathy creeps in, you know, you start to you start to go, Well, we don't want that and you know, a lot of people light up and talk back and then we lose next week and still people phone up but it's not as many as the week before and then they lose again and you know, and then it does become accepted and we can't allow that to happen. We just cannot allow that to happen, Jesse. I'm considering, I brought a new Altrad jersey, and I'm sorry to say that. I'm considering putting petrol on it and burning the jersey. Video it, send it to us, and we'll put it up online, mate. But don't if really, they, don't really do, a, don't really do up, that with Jesse. Yeah. No, look, if they, if they come up with another loss, I, I will be burning the jersey. Well, we've got Argentina next week, maybe on the end of the year. Wales, we, we haven't, we've only lost three times in our history to them, and we're going to haven't lost since 1953. Yeah. That's going to happen. Then we've got to play Scotland, who have never beaten us. They pushed us a few years oh. back. They're a good side at the moment, Scotland. Oh. Then we've got to finish with England. We could end up going to the Northern Hemisphere and losing all three tests. <laughs> but hey, hey, don't worry. We'll get it right for the World Cup. Apologise to me, New Zealand rugby. And we've got the three Barrett brothers, and they grew up and played together in the backyard in Taranaki. Hold on, Richie, Richie Mwanga's got the pretty silver boots on. Oh, hey, hey, and get on, um, yeah, get, get on social media because Rico Awani will have somehow put in some uh, animation of fire coming off his boots because, man, he went to Auckland Grammar School and they were superstars at Auckland Grammar School and they still think they're superstars. <laughs> Jesse, loved it. love you. Thank you're you. losing to Argentina. I know. Unbelievable. Yep, you're a patriot, Jesse. Love your work. Thank you. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.